You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Deuteronomy 29 29. The Bible said the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed. They belong to us and our children forever that we may do all the works of the Lord. Say amen. Now say the secret things. So that means there are things that are secret things. Classified things. What is, what's the meaning of it? What's a secret thing? Something that is not open. Something that is uh, something confidential. Something hidden from many. So the Bible said the secret things they belong to God. So there are things in this world classified as secret things. But then the Bible said the ones that are revealed. So there are also revealed things. There are secret things and there are revealed things. So certain secret things can be revealed. Mm. Hallelujah. Let's read this. Jesus said this in Luke 13. Sorry, Matthew 13, but I think I prefer Luke's version. Luke 8, 10. Luke chapter 8, verse 10. Are you there? Look at what the Bible says. And he said unto them, and he said unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others, all things are imparable that seeing they might not see and hearing that they might not understand so Jesus said to you it is given to understand the mysteries in other words to understand the secrets of the kingdom he said to others it's imparable now there are two types of people in this world those who understand mysteries of life and those who see lives in parables. And you, are, you either belong. So there are things about your life that you have seen. You have demystified. And there are some other things about your life they look like parables that you don't understand. We don't have control over our lives. We don't experience life as we desire to because there are secrets and then there are revelations. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It takes a revelation to know why you are here. I was told that over 90% of the people on the face of the earth cannot answer that question. If you ask them, why are you here? And I told them on the island, the name they gave to you when they gave back to you is not your name. You were given a name for us to identify you. Some people, very few people, the name they bear is also equal to their spiritual identity. Very few people. In the Bible, names were not given anyhow. Every name given in the Bible was to show the identity of the child. But nowadays, you know, people told me, talk me, Chiwe, Chioma, and all those names. But they can call you one name. Who are you? These are two questions that humanity will fight with for fight on to understand forever who am i 
Why am I here? And sincerely speaking, great rewards are tied to those two things. Salary can help a little. Tremendous wealth will happen only when you know who you are and why you are here. And they are linked together. When you understand why you are here, you will understand who you are. When you understand who you are, you will understand why you are here. And nobody has been sent into this world without an assignment. What he said to Jeremiah was not only to Jeremiah. When he said, before I formed thee, I knew thee. Meaning that God has never formed any man without first of all knowing the man. If you understand God very well, he ends a thing, then he goes to start it. Moses was on Mount Oreb. The fire was burning. You know the bush burning. And Moses said, he heard a voice, Moses, Moses. And God said, remove your shoe. And God said to him, Israelites are coming to the end result of this encounter is that you are bringing them to worship here. You are talking to me here now. Now, let's go and start the story. Go to Egypt. Did you get that? He did not appear to Moses when he was in Egypt. He appeared to him in Oreb, the end of the journey. And he said that, so go and start now. Because as far as I'm concerned, you have already passed Oreb. So God is in the Abyss. Because he is the Alpha and the Omega. And remember, I've always said, he's the only one that can live in past, present, and future at the same time. So he likes to end something and then he goes to start it. So God has never sent any man into this world without first of all measuring the scope of your assignment. And your experiences have happened to you because of the direction which your life is heading. But it can look like a parable that we cannot demystify. Sometimes I'm about to say the secret is, but you see, I'm not saying more tonight. <laughs> I just want to enter. Uh, we, if the minister is not, I will continue on Sunday. But I, I'm sure you are understanding what I'm saying so far. Secret things. Jesus stood before Jerusalem and he wept over the city. He said, If only you knew. Ah! He said, This day, what belongs to thy peace? He said, But they are hidden from your eyes. They are, he said, because of that, enemies will surround you and bring you down. He said, Jerusalem, I am the one you'll be waiting for, but it's kept from your eyes. It's a mystery you cannot decode, so you are in trouble. That's what Jesus said. Our disciples asked him that, you were talking to the boy, you were talking in parables. Jesus was saying, I said, it's like that. Life has to be a parable. Except there's a revelation. You will not understand what life is saying. This is the reason for envy. See, when you know who you are, you will cease to compare yourself with anybody. Why do people steal and kill and collect what belongs to someone else? They don't know. The Almighty, your liver will never envy your kidney. They are both in your body, but they are not doing the same thing. When a man marries a woman, actually, when you marry the type of women that are in this church, go get us great achievers and you are intimidated so you start boxing because you don't know who you are one of the ways to be at peace and support others is to know who you are because when you know who you are you know who you are not and you know what you are not called to do many things in life doing many things is a waste of time you hear good like Paul say one thing I do those who have seen the vision of life they are limited the lifestyle of a missionary is very streamlined those who have vision Vision helps you to separate which book you don't read all books, you don't have all the time. You cannot watch all the stations alone. When you have vision for your life, 
it will help you prune your friends vision controls your, your, your dressing if the governor says you should see him tomorrow there is a way you will dress and if your friend says you should see him tomorrow there is a way you dress so when we see your dressing we can tell who you are what is going on inside you that's what I'm saying. This dressing wrong. This, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that something makes you do what you do. Hallelujah. One pastor in America was like, he went to a tattoo shop. <laughs> no, and he saw, apart from the tattoo, they were also selling clothes there. And he saw something like, my life is upside down. I'm sad on a t shirt. And he asked the guy, he said, that, You mean somebody will buy and wear this? And the guy said, Many people. And he said, you know what? He said, before people buy a clothes, he said, they only buy what is already talking inside them. He said, there are many people already depressed, so they will get something to show their depression. Sometimes looking at people from the outside, you can tell what is going on inside them. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But, so, I'm just saying tonight, when we go to God, I want to stop on, the, on, on this note, and then we take communion, which I said before. Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. I want us to read. Everybody says secrets. I started telling you from Sunday, by the time we are through in the month of March, there's an anointing that is coming upon every member of this church. And what will happen with the anointing is that you have unusual ability to interpret life. Amen. Shout a living amen. Amen. MDs will praise God because of you. Amen. CEOs will praise God because of you. Amen. Remember, I stopped on Sunday about the fact that we will talk about there is dream on one side. You remember? And there is interpretation on the other side. And that it is not about the dream per se. It is about the interpretation you give to the dream. And this is why it is very important when you see something, who you go and talk to. So we read on Sunday two places. You remember? Genesis 40. The baker and the butler, they had a dream. And the Bible says every man is dream and every man the interpretation. And they told Joseph, how did they know Joseph was telling the truth? And Joseph said, this is the meaning of your dream. He said, in three days, you will be restored. He said, you, this is the interpretation. In three days, you will be beheaded. And it happened like that. They are dreams, but somebody told them the interpretation. Somehow, Pharaoh went to sleep. If you read very well in Genesis 41, the Bible says, Pharaoh woke up two times and he saw that it was a dream. Why do these things happen in the night? That is where I want to begin from on Sunday. The mystery of being a watchman in the night. The angels appeared to shepherds in the forest as they were guiding their sheep in the night. Great shepherds stay up to pray for the sheep in the night. Why the night? Why did Jesus walk on water between 3 a.m. and 4 a.m.? Why? And I told you also that Abraham put down the sacrifice and fell asleep. By the time God was going to walk through those two animals, the Bible said in the night, Abraham saw two pillars of fire representing this, the, and then he saw it. God walked through the sacrifice in the night. Why? Why, did, why? why is it that God started his own day in the night? Genesis chapter 1, you will never find a day and night. you find in the, and the evening and the morning, day one, and the evening and the morning, day two. There is something mysterious about night time. Activities are lowered. Spiritual activities are heightened in the night. Saints, when you wake up in the night, don't go and eat yourself and go back to sleep. Even if it's 10 minutes, pray. In this Daniel 2 verse 19, the Bible says, And the secret was revealed to Daniel in the night vision. Why in the night? 
We are talking about secreting belonging to God and the revelation of it coming to us. It has something to do with night time. Until I found the scripture and I said, oh, that is it. And I want to close with the scripture. So, you know, Daniel 2, 19. Are you there? What is there? Everybody read together. One, two, go. Say it again. So it was not revealed to Daniel in the day. You know why? Because of Psalm 19, verse 2. Let's read Psalm 19, 1 and 2 together. If you are there, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. Are you there? Psalm 19, verse 1. Let's read. One, two, go. Hey, did you notice something there? What is a speech in the day will become a knowledge in the night. So in the day, God utters speech. It's a speech. But the detail of that speech, the interpretation of that speech is revealed in the night. He said, night by night, he showed knowledge. Knowledge comes in the night. Somehow, when the saints is blasting in tongues in the middle of the night, you are actually decoding something. Then that is how we get to office in the morning and you are yearning solutions. Things beyond your wisdom, what you are saying. So this is the matter at work. That is the only reason why there is a little trouble in the day. You are not afraid. By yourself, what you should be scared of. But in the night, why praying? You were praying in the spirit, but you were addressing the issue that will happen in the day. Night by night, it showed knowledge. If you can, the next 40 days, create time in the middle of the night to pray. Especially that between 12, 1 till like 4 a.m. Don't wait till 5, 5.30. When they have said, Allah, what? Especially in Lagos, the atmosphere is already polluted with exhaust and everything. So, you are already on top land. 4.35. But between 2 and 4, both everywhere is quiet. Those who have gone to clubs, have, they have started coming back home. Everywhere is exceptionally quiet. Yes. Most of the encounters people have had with angels or Jesus were happening in the night. It's true. Demons also operate a lot in the night. When man goes down to sleep and everything is quiet, spiritual activity, remember, the flesh loses against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So the spirit works better when the flesh is quiet. Just like when the flesh is noisy, the spirit also will keep quiet. You don't get that. Hallelujah. As if that was not enough, Nebuchadnezzar too slept. When Daniel wanted to interpret his dream, Daniel chapter 2, he said, Thou Nebuchadnezzar, he said, Thoughts came to you on your bed of what will happen afterward. And then God showed him that vision. There's something to learn from that also. How you sleep matters. Don't plug into your ear, headphone, and be singing a song and sleep off. <laughs> you might not like what you see in the dream. Hallelujah. Can you, can you meditate before you sleep? 
So Daniel was saying that one of the reasons why that vision came to Pharaoh, uh, to, to Nebuchadnezzar, who did not even know God, was that that night, normally they were entertaining king in the night, to name in the Bible. He told the entertainers to go away. He was on his bed and he was thinking that, okay, with all this prosperity, what happens next? If we get that we're talking about that on Sunday, there is a way that a man's spirit can knock the door of heaven. And heaven will open and let you in to just show you something. Remember I said on Sunday, a vision is a window into the future. And everybody has that window. Where God opens it a little, can open it more. To just show you a bit of what is to come. And it becomes the anchor that guides you. It was in the night that Joseph dreamt also. And he told the brother, he said, I have dreamt. That young man had a problem. He said, you see, I saw your ship bowing to mine. And the Bible said they hated him more. But who stopped them from dreaming? When you don't have a dream, you will hate those who have. Yes. And they say a man cannot exist for long. Man now, meaning woman means cannot exist for long without vision. Either you have one or you follow someone who has one. It is true. This is why I respect so much those who choose how they dress. I have seen Zuckerberg addressing people, what leaders here and there, and he wear his t-shirt and everything like that. Somehow, when you know who you are, you don't want to conform to anything again. People don't shake you out of who you are and try to get you to... Every time, the few times I've appeared, I've appeared in America and was only two times. First one, thank God, I was given immediately some, some many years back. And then when President Trump said that no more, you know, we've been dropping our passport before, just drop it and then go and collect or put the visa there. Once they're giving you once, you don't go and appear and do interview again. But Trump said all of us must do interview again. So I went with it. So I've been there. So I went again uh, like three, four weeks ago. And thank God I was given again. So uh, God has always been good to me. <laughs> so, you know, almost every time when I go, just see people, they cack up. Even from the way you see some ties, you know that this guy normally does not wear ties. <laughs> but he's trying to prove a point. I've always gone there with my t-shirt. Why am I trying to impress a white man? Is it that there's no amount of tie you wear that they've not seen in their country? It's amazing. Hallelujah. Somehow we try to be like people. If the office says you wear that, there's no problem. I'm just saying that that's just an example. In what we do, who are we trying to copy? People wear trousers, they sag it, and all. Some, a popular musician will do something, and those who don't know who they are will start doing the same thing. Ask a guy. No, no, please. I'm not saying something is wrong or right, but why do you do it? That's the question. Why are you doing what you are doing? Or whatever the Bible doesn't talk about, I hate to, to say this is wrong or right. Only the Bible can define what is right or wrong. Is that, is that clear? So you don't bring your personal taste and put it on people. But I just get bothered that. So why are you doing what you are doing? Abraham's children, you are all stars. Why are you trying to follow another star? So they call them. Somebody listens to a hip-hop song, he flies in polo. The next time, all over town. It's identity crisis. Everyone needs to start flying their polo because you just want to be like that person. It's a popular person. And he did this. What about you? You are a world leader. You create new path for others to follow. Hallelujah. Are you with me? 
Praise the Lord. Say, I like that guy. Armless. He's wearing an armless t-shirt and he's sitting down there. And everyone is not angry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, hey, somebody with me? So life can be so simple. The first time I attended a Southwest Convention many years ago, Keneco Plan, a lot of white, so I, I regretted because I put a suit in my bag also. Thank God I didn't wait. I just got there and I saw it. All, most of the whites I saw in the church were wearing three-quarter because it was hot in Texas then. Many of them were wearing three-quarter and sneaker shoes. That was about everybody except those at the front. The ministers were wearing suit and tie, but the rest of the people at the back, three-quarter, three-quarter, and ah, the following day, I just wore jeans and t-shirt and I was so comfortable. I said, I like this. So I, said, I said, where did we get? Oh, sometimes on the streets of Nigeria, it's, so, it's extremely hot and people are, if you have a car, you have AC, you can understand when you not, when you tie yourself. <laughs> but for somebody, especially now that they are no by somebody walking, sweating, and the tie is like, oh, bros. It is part of neocolonialism. It is true. They colonize us, they left us alone, but they are still colonizing us indirectly. That's how we do that. That's why we do, you know. <laughs> I was talking one day under a very hot afternoon. Somebody was taking very hot coffee, very hot afternoon. And then somebody managed to say, <laughs> if you go there, you don't understand why they drink coffee. By the time you are smoking, many of you have been, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you are it's, you are sweating. There's no AC in your office. Oh, to move off. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody told me one that day, he said, there may be a king. How they say Yoruba? There may be a king. You are still going for, what they call it now? It's hard for me to say in English. <laughs> Okay, said they made you a king, you were still doing charms for fortune for wealth. That is it that you want to become God or what? You know, it's an ancient proverb or adage because in those days, when they have made you a king, they made you everything. Now, imagine somebody is now a king and he's still doing money ritual. So, there's a sort of guy, which so is it that you want to become the almighty God now? Because as the king, you own everything and everybody again. So, which one again is what you are doing? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is someone blessed tonight? When you are coming on Sunday, come prepared and pray. From Sunday, by the grace of God, whether the other minister or myself, revelations will start dropping. Services will not be the same again. When the Lord told us the move we made on Sunday, I started suspecting that we are joining into something whatever happens in this church in the next 12 weeks don't be surprised the spirit of God is taking us we've been walking now we are flying and the Lord will promote individual members of the church so rapidly just understand that in every prosperity you must understand the purpose it is because of the kingdom in serving the kingdom you will enjoy it but it's always about the kingdom it's always about, I've explained this, I, I think this spirit will make me repeat some things over and over again. If you have enjoyed wealth before, if there was a season in your life, money was flowing and it just stopped, go back and check what you did that time. 
doing something or does not in the sight of God does not mean that you did something sinful. You misapplied. When God blesses, He blesses for a purpose. I told you from Cyrus and from every other person. He sent Joseph to Egypt that he might bring others to Egypt. He made Esther king so that she will intervene and that the rest will not. If Esther had allowed, when Mordecai had said that, see, Mordecai told that the truth. He said, if you don't arise, salvation will come from another place. He said, you and your father's house, you are doomed to be destroyed. She got the message because she was in the palace for a reason. People get into the palace of life and they forget the very reason why God has sent them there. There is a reason. And believe me sincerely, forget about debate and argument around the world. God tests people's hearts. He does. God might want to give you one billion. They can start with 10 million and give you 10 million. And that time they announce a need in the church and it tells you. They tell me, Lord, you didn't plan for it. Somehow, 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 the money just came into your hand. He wants to check whether when you something lands on your palm, is it to satisfy your greed or to obey God? Then he says that, okay, do this. And he said that you want to buy a car, even though you have one, and God says, See, just do this. And many times, many people fail. They fail. They do. We will get to this point that when you understand covenant, greater manifest will happen. There is a man that was told of, I think it's around Lekki now, they say to, they build estates, they build places, they, they are developers. And at the moment when the business almost started crashing, the Lord spoke to him. He was praying and the Lord said to him that every ten, when you build houses for people, the tenth house must be given to a widow. Any woman whose husband has abandoned, give them the tenth house for free. And the Lord said, as long as you do that, there's no depression that comes in to come that will affect your business. I was told the hands in foreign currency now, huge amount of money in foreign currency. When Nigeria was going down, it was just everything more and more. Because God can never fail. He can never fail. And we, have, we need this dimension of God, especially in the days that we are in this country. Every Christian must have something going on between you and God that you can't even tell other people. It's a practice that God secretly reveals to you that you'll be responsible for this. Pastor Bakari told Pastor Adeboy when he was a pastor in Redeem. He was the most successful lawyer in church. Then he said, Pastor, before you announce any need that the church needs, ask me first. If I can pay for everything, I will. If I can't pay for everything, I will pay for what I can pay for. Then tell the whole church what is left. Yeah. And he said that by the time he was 30 years old, he was a millionaire in naira, in dollar, and in pounds. That means at least he had a million dollar, a million pounds, and a million. I know what, what million is to be that time. God honors people do this kind of, and you have to be tested. Did they, see, uh, that's why when he says some things and he, he says some people, even the men of God speaks again, they, they see him, they see all give they love him because they understand his heart. And right now he's not even talking anything. He's able to realize that he has said something he should not have said. Pastor Bakari bought a brand new car and drove Pastor David to go and preach somewhere. Just say, Pastor, if you are going, he's in my car. The new car, and they got there, and Pastor Deboe finished preaching. So the so Pastor was now talking beside the pulpit after they shared the grace, and it was like, ah, where is the brother that brought me? So Pastor was talking with somebody outside, and the interpreter of the church thought that the car belonged to Pastor Deboe, that Pastor Bakari was his driver, and he went to pick my car. Said today Bakari, the driver of Adeboe, your guy is looking for you. He said sincerely, flesh wanted to call me. I am a lawyer, I'm not a driver. It is my car, not Pastor Deboe's car. He said, that thought to call. He said, just told him, said that, no, I rebuke Satan in Jesus' name. He just said, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm the driver, I'm the driver, I'm the driver. God saw it. 
God saw that temptation. All else will be like, eh, hey, so I'm going to drive and see Abby. <laughs> when I go trek home. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Test like that. Believe me sincerely. God will not commit something valuable into anybody's hand if you are not being tested. You must be tested. The reason why David's son could not kill David, well, David refused to kill Saul. The first time. The second time. As I see God, God increased the dagger, just raised the game. The first time he was the one that had the dagger in his hand. Saul came to the cave where they were. And the guy said, David, this is the time that God said, we'll commit your enemy to your hand. And he said, no. Then they moved to second level. At least at that time, everyone knew that he wouldn't do it himself. Then Saul fell asleep. And somebody tiptoed with David and they got to where Saul was. And the guy told him, it was Abshire. So he said, let me pin him down once. I won't do it twice. And David said, no, don't do it. Now, the first one, he was the one to do it. Now, somebody just asked him for his permission and he said, no, don't do it. Then the third one was the, the most difficult. Somebody finally saw died. Saul died. He put the sword down and fell on the sword. But there was one idiot that was there. He thought David would be happy to hear that. So he went to lie that was the one that killed Saul. He carried, so when the sword that Saul died, he carried the crown, carried the sword, and went to David. He said, you see, Saul died. David said, how did he die? He said, I killed him. He said he was wounded, and I saw that he wasn't going to survive, so I just killed him, and I brought the crown for you. And David said, say it again. <laughs> he said, I killed him. Ah, David said, somebody help me fall on this guy. That's what he said. That was their language then. He said, you kill the Lord's anointed. And David began to cry. That was Saul, Saul. Ah! I believe all the angels sat down in heaven and God and they looked and said, what a man. When he veered off, God had no choice but to forgive him. God said, this kind of heart is not, it's not common. Human beings retaliate. We prove our rights. We stand on our point. But those who don't do that, they are rare. They are rare. Awesome. Father, we bless your name. We give you all the glory. Can we start the communion now? Everybody pray for the spirit of wisdom as you are here. We can't stop praying for it. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Oh, as we take this communion, that is what we believe. Lord, as we partake on your table, your table, we believe for revelation for the spirit of wisdom secret things being downloaded from heaven to my spirit my spirit man understanding the dark sayings Lord what do I need to know about my life open my eyes sometimes one instruction can change the whole of your life forever the Lord telling you that no I didn't make you to do this I made you to do this and that changes everything what no doctor nobody can tell you God can tell you like the sister that told me that she had long and the Lord told her to stop eating the particular food she was eating three weeks four weeks five weeks after the thing disappeared the secret things the one who made you understand why you are different from your neighbor why you are even different from your siblings 
you are unique, uniquely made. And it can tell us how to function. So let's pray for revelation. Open my eyes, Lord. There is a kind of job that works for me. There is a way to do business that separates me from other people. There is a way. There is a way. There's a kind of relationship that suits me. There are some that they will get me into trouble. You didn't create me for everything. But certainly, I was created for some things. And I pray for revelation of those things. I don't want to stumble in life. The Bible said the ungodly don't know at what they stumble. I don't want to stumble in life. So I pray for revelation. I don't want to stumble. Oh, Jesus, we trust you. As you take it, just rise. <laughs> I feel like taking this scripture with it. Deuteronomy uh, uh, Exodus 23:25. And I shall serve the Lord my God. He shall bless my bread and water and take sickness away from me. He said, There shall nothing be barren or cast their young. As we take this communion, we also decree total health. And we decree an end to barrenness, any form of barrenness, spiritual, physical, in job, financial barrenness, every form of barrenness. We command an end to such in the name of Jesus Christ. Once you are served, you can rise to your faith. I'm waiting for the rest who are yet to be served. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we sanctify this. Whatever name Adam called, that was the name. Now we take this to be the blood and the flesh of Jesus Christ. We are part in you because we take your flesh and your blood. We belong to you. Your wisdom, your health, and your life, they are to work in us. We have eternal life. In the name of Jesus Christ. You said do this as often as possible in remembrance of me. We remind, we remind, we, 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 we remember you today, Lord. We remind ourselves of great things that you have accomplished for us. Your blood and your body broken for us. So we to take bread tonight and we break it. You can break the bread and take it. We take this in the name of Jesus Christ. Take the wine as well. Say, I belong to the covenant of Jesus Christ. I'm under the blood covenant. And I declare with my mouth, I serve the Lord my God. He blesses me, my bread and my water. And he has taken away sickness from me. He has taken away barrenness from me. 
I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I understand mysteries. I see into the secrets of God. My eyes are open and my steps are ordered. In Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody shout a living amen? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.